Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Job chapters 25, 26, and chapter 27. And so we're picking up in Job. We are well over the hump now and getting towards the end of this book where we will finally arrive at some resolution to this difficult-to-understand story. But I love this story in the place of Scripture. I love it um, that we get so, so many details and so many chapters about real human struggle and about real human effort to be able to put their understanding and their finger upon why uh, bad things are happening. Do we not still hear of that? I mean, is that not still a common thing of, you know, if God's good, then why does this happen? And if God's real, then why are people starving? And why, you know, people, people want to, you know, that's still the questions of today. And, um, you know, there's really only one, uh, I don't even want to call it an answer, but there's really only one posture in which we must get to. And Job's friends never got there. Uh, they, they had simply uh, classified God as good comes, you know, everything good uh, is from God. And if you do bad, then bad will come on you. And if you do good, then good will come upon you. And that's pretty well it. And um, while we know that that's true in a lot of areas, we also know that that's a little bit overly simplified and that doesn't have enough respect to the sovereignty of God. Because when someone is truly sovereign, truly wise, truly powerful, they are going to do things that you don't understand. Because if you could understand them, then that wouldn't be very powerful. That wouldn't be very wise. Our ways are not like his ways. Our thoughts are not like his thoughts. And he will even do things that look bad for a time. He will even do things that may be painful for a time. But, you know, First Peter says, after we've suffered for a little while, God himself restores us. He reestablishes us. You know, he's a good father. He is a good father, and his wisdom is not like our wisdom. And so I was saying there's only one posture at which we must arrive at when it comes to why do all of these things happen and, and ultimately it's a posture of, of just humble awareness that God is greater than I can comprehend. That's just it. He's just greater than I can comprehend. You know, we live in a world that doesn't like to humble themselves. You know, we look at our 
political leaders, our presidents, our prime ministers, you know, our governors, our queens, our, you know, all over the world, everyone's looking at their, their leader. And everybody's wagging their head. Everybody's shaking their head. Everybody's, we've got all these, um, I call them armchair, armchair quarterbacks. You know, the, the guys that are watching the game and go, oh, man, well, I can't believe he threw it, you know, to, to Benson, number 84. Like, man, he was double covered, you know. We've got this, this, this spectator mentality. We like to sit in our recliner and, and, and look out at people and go, man, I can't believe you're, you're doing that. I'd never do that. Well, and we do that, we do that in political realms as well, too. You know, we go, I can't believe he signed that bill. I, I think that's just, that's, that's heresy. That's ridiculous. And we, we have no respect. And I'm, and I'm not trying to defend bad decisions. I'm just saying we have no respect at all that maybe someone that's in a higher elected position than I am could have more wisdom than I do. I mean, even me just saying that, it probably makes your skin crawl because it's so un-American of us. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we, don't even, we don't listen to doctors, lawyers, anyone, no one of a higher education level. No, I mean, you know, we just, you know, people argue all the time with these kind of people. It, 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 it's our pride, church. I'm sorry to start stepping on your toes so early in this one, but it's our pride that just causes us to think that we know better than anybody. And you know what? I'm not going to say that it's going to affect you that negatively if you think that all politicians are morons. I'm not even going to say that's going to affect your life that poorly, but what does affect your life is when you can't get past that posture when it comes to the Lord God Almighty. Okay? Because man's wisdom is limited. But it's that posture where we're always trying to exalt ourselves over people that makes it very difficult for us to relate to God and His choices and His decisions, which are truly greater than we can comprehend. And He is seated in a seat in which I may not be able to wrap my mind around the choices that He's making. You know? And and, um, it's like, uh, truly, the world leaders... World leaders will even often make decisions that they feel are best for the country. But it may not be the best for you. And that's really a tough pill to swallow sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes we go, you know, it's the selfishness in us. Oh my gosh, that's going to slightly affect me. How could they make a choice that would affect me? Well, they were looking out at millions and millions of people. And they made what they felt like was the best decision for everyone or for the majority of the population. Hey, maybe it's not even the right decision. But the, but the thing of it is, is they weren't making the decision against you personally. They were making what they felt like was the best decision for everyone in their limited wisdom, right? And, and, but God is looking out upon the entire world without limited wisdom and making decisions, Have you ever even considered that sometimes we may have to endure something just so the person to the left of us or to the right of us might see how we can endure, might see how we can hold fast to our integrity because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us? So that's the posture that we have to get to is a humbled state where we know God knows best. God knows best. I don't put myself in His seat. I trust that he knows what's best for my life and he knows what's best for this world. And I'm a part of it 
but sometimes the choices and the decisions that he makes may not be the best for me in the moment. God's goal isn't that I would have a wonderful day. <laughs> you get that? We're so narrow-minded. God, his purpose for my life isn't that today would just be awesome. It's that this world would turn to him and that my life would work to grow his kingdom. And that means that there are bad days and there are good days and there's feasting and there's famine. But in the end, God wins. And in the end, I rejoice and I endure for as many days as come that are good and that are bad alike. Right? Okay, and so I, I'm talking about all this because it pertains to these chapters 25, 26, and 27. 25, we talk about the, um, the shortest man in Scripture, um, Bildad the Shuhite. And um, I'm not being serious. I just had to throw that one in there. I, that's a borrowed joke from a good friend of mine, but I couldn't, I couldn't resist it at least one time in Job. Um, but, but Bildad here, he, he speaks up again. And um, he, he, he speaks, it's actually the shortest response out of, every, out of every response in this entire book, which kind of makes me almost feel like Job either cut him off or um, maybe, maybe not like directly cut him off, but maybe just kind of stood up or something because it, it, it's such a short response. And these guys were kind of windy. You know, they, they normally went about for a while. But Job responds... In chapters 26 and 27, and he actually is, he's going to go for a while, a few more chapters later, but we read today 26 and 27. And his response is really exactly what I'm talking about today. It's one of humble awareness that God is supreme. And he is sovereign and he is over all things. And I love in chapter 26 where he even really starts to talk about basically all of the natural elements, the sun, the moon, the water, the clouds, you know, and, and he, I love his description of them um, because what he's doing is it's like he's sitting outside and he's just looking around and he's just in awe of going, how do you hold all of this in place? How is all of this working? And what right do I have to contend with you who are somehow making it to where the sun is keeping us warm enough that we can live and that the clouds are covering us at this moment and giving us a, 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 a shade and that the waters, you know, you know, stay where they're supposed to. And he's just looking out at creation. And he's looking at a creation church in the way that we need to. There's a there's some bad things about, there's some good things, but there's also some bad things about living in an overly researched world. Because see, I grew up, and you probably did too, in a time where science had already come up with an answer for why everything works the way that it does. Now, it's not that they've come up with a reason for why it works the way it does, but they've come up with an answer. And, and the dangerous thing about an answer is, is uh, it causes us to not look beyond um, and so, you know, we, we look at like this world and how, well, how does this all work? And how does it, you know, we go, oh, well, gravity. Well, gravity is how it works. That, that's how everything is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Well, that's great. What the heck's gravity? <laughs> How's that working? You know, what, what do you mean? Don't just justify it. Oh, it's gravity. You know, 
wait a second. No, no, no. You mean God made a way in which that everything could hold its place? And, you know, so the the sun doesn't just fall on my head and crush this whole planet. He's like, he's holding it into place. That's wonderful that we've called that thing gravity, but it's the hand of God that's holding the world in place, you know? And so Job and his that posture that I'm talking about, that humble posture, just was looking around at everything going, oh my gosh, the grass grows, the trees grow, the fruit flourishes from the vine, the clouds are, are holding their place and somehow they draw up the rain out of the ground and then somehow it drops down. And, you know, these are these sort of things, we go, oh yes, that's mm, condensation and, and precipitation from the clouds and mm, yes, and, and uh, you guys like my scholarly voice. You know, it, it, it's ridiculous though. Well, that's wonderful that we've come up with scientific names for everything. Wait a second, you mean God wakes up in the morning and he sucks the, come on. He sucks the rain up out of the ground and it gets caught up in the air as it's being drawn to, to the clouds where it swells up. But we can't even see this with our natural eyes. And then when God decides to and the clouds swell up and the earth needs it, then he lets the rain fall down from the clouds and cover the earth again to water all of his plants. I mean, it's just amazing, you know? And I mean, it, I, I'm not... I'm not as a scientific nerd, but I love to look at nature and this world through the correct lens as Job did of, oh my gosh, Lord, how, how are you doing all this? This is crazy. How are you doing all this? You know, wait a second, if the earth was just a little bit closer or a little bit further, a little bit closer, we'd all melt. If it was a little bit further away from the sun, we'd all freeze. And you're just holding us right here. It's amazing. And that's Job's posture. And while we may have think, you know, thousands of years, you know, probably five, six thousand years have passed since, since Job was living. And you know what? He's got more wisdom than, than just about anybody does today. Looking out at this world. Because he knew that God was holding it all in place. And so then he goes on in chapter 27, and he, he says, um, you know what? Far be it from me to put away my integrity. He said, until I die, I am still going to hold fast to my righteousness. I, I, I know that God isn't done yet, and I know that he still has a plan for me. And even though I don't understand what's happening today, and even though that, um, you know, my heart still hurts and aches. I still trust in the one who's holding together all of this world. And I know that he's holding me too. And so far be it from me to turn my head against him or turn my hand against him or to be unrighteous. You know, he's talking to his friends and he said, you say that I've already been wicked and that's what's uh, caused for the, the, for the hand of God to come against me. But, but, I know that God has a plan for me and I, I'm going to maintain my righteousness and I will wait on the Lord and I will see the day when he restores and reestablishes and strengthens and turns all of this together for good in his own way that I don't even have the ability to comprehend. I trust that the one who's, who's holding up the stars each night and lighting up and illuminating the sky 
as I rest, I believe that that God will, will do his part for my life. So I'll do my part in my life, which is maintaining my righteousness and my integrity and not speaking foolishly as though God doesn't know what he's doing. And so that's the state in which we need to live in, church, is that, that, that sovereign, humbled posture before the Lord of, you know, God, I know that you know what you're doing. And so I will continue to worship you, hold fast to my integrity, my righteousness, and endure whatever the day may bring. Because I know my life is worth nothing to me unless it's used by you.